Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Raya Losanani Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, and joining me, is, as always, is Patrick Meehan. Pat, we are recording maybe a couple minutes, maybe like 20 minutes after the final whistle between uh, Monterrey and, and Juarez, where Monterrey put out a come from, I guess you can call it a come from behind win, 2-1, uh, after giving up the first goal. But um, let's, uh, let's uh, dive into this. Uh, but first, how are you doing, Pat? Uh, how's everything with you? Hello. Uh, yeah, just finished watching the game, and uh, and uh, so it'll be cool to have all the fresh memories from it uh, here recorded in the podcast. But good, any everything overall good. Um, enjoyed enjoyed the second half of this game. So it's always good, especially you know in the eastern eastern in the uh, in the eastern time here in the U.S. Uh, it's 12. and on a Sunday, <laughs> and, and on a Sunday. Sunday. It's and not like it's Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. this is weird it's... when I found. No, go ahead, Pat. No, no, no. I was gonna say that it's it's late. It's very late, but you know, when you're watching your team, it doesn't really matter. Or it could be really early because, especially if you follow the the uh, well European football. Yeah. You sometimes have to wake up really early, but you know, we do it because we fans. That's why we created the podcast. But no, um, everything's fine. So, so yeah. Ready to talk about this game. So let's get into it, Pat. Um, let me go out with the the starting eleven, and then we'll go from there. So in net, you had uh, Hugo Gonzalez as per usual. The back line was pretty much the same. Stefan Medina, uh, Sebastian Vegas as the, the fullbacks. Uh, Cesar Montes and Nico Sanchez as your center backs. In the midfield, you had, um, uh, what is it, uh, Carlos Rodriguez, Celso uh, Ortiz, Jesus Gallardo, and up front you had Dorlan Pavon, Rejolio Funes Mori, and Aquiloba. Um, where do you want to start, Pat? And let's 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 break it down by by halves because the first half was, um, it wasn't pretty, uh, a lot of struggles. But let's um, unless you want to start anywhere, I, I would like to start with uh, Funes Mori because, um, he's. Let's focus on the first half. He's um, yeah, he, he can't buy a goal. <laughs> he cannot. He missed uh, at least three opportunities, uh, especially one where it was, the the net was pretty much open, uh, but it hit it ended up hitting the post. So, what are your thoughts on Funes Mori first in that first half? Considering you know, um, he just he's he's one in he's he's in that rut. He, a lot of goal scorers go through it. Um, he's not he's not immune. Even the best goal scorers go through. Go through cold streaks. I know I've seen, you know, when I when I watch PSG, uh, Cavani. There was times where, if if he was confident, he would definitely put that in the back of the net. And when you know when 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 he was when it was just wasn't going, uh, even the simplest of um, strikes would would just either hit the post or go wide. And I think that's what's happening with Funes Mori. If he had the confidence, I think at least two. Of those of those three scoring opportunities in that first half would have found the back of the net. Uh, but what do you make of Funes Mori and in that you know in that first half? Yeah, I I gotta give it to you in that sense. If he had if he had been in a good streak of you know scoring goals every game or feeling himself, he would definitely score at least one of those. Uh, uh, but apart from that, um, you know, especially when since he's been starting to play for for with two um, center forwards. You know, you look at the numbers from this match, and he assisted two goals. He created a lot of opportunities. He made some great passes. So, yeah, he's not finding the 
the back of the net uh, and he's a forward and that's pretty much how they value you uh, in in football but uh, you know it wasn't the worst worst game from him um, he did miss a goal he did or he one of those chances had to go in and they didn't but i don't i don't want to and I don't want for him to also feel like he's not having a good good games, you know, because he's actually doing some good stuff. He's creating chances, key passes, assists. So, you know, it's a different difficult one, especially for goalkeeper for for forwards. But it could also happen for goalkeepers because they value you on that one single stat. And Funes Mori is not getting that, getting them early or not early, but this few matches, this last few matches, since he started playing with two. To forward, so maybe um, this formation will not be the best for him going forward with with goals, but it, he can definitely contribute in other in other places um, of, of of stats. You know, he can which assist. he did. <laughs> we'll get exactly. into it right now, which he did in that second half. But but let's uh, let's uh, stay on that on that um that first step. But go ahead, continue, Pat. No, like which he did, uh, which is important, and 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 it's good for. Well, we we noticed that it's good. For, I'm sure Funes Mori obviously knows that because they talk about it uh, during the the week. But uh, the fans need to know that as well. I mean, this is not a bad performance from Funes Mori, but it's not the typical one because in a typical one he would have scored some of those goals that, especially where you you know where you those those three you mentioned. So I think you know he can be he can be happy with himself in the sense that he he's doing fine. And fans need to kind of take it easy on him and not criticize him for not finishing those goals, which we get. But look at the overall performance. Yeah, and we'll get into it in a bit. But in that, uh, uh, let's continue in that first half. Uh, Juarez got the, you know, got the goal department or the goal scoring department going. Uh, you know, they they got a one nothing lead. Uh, courtesy, I think was it Marco Fabian? I don't even remember now. Uh, I think it was Marco. Uh, Fabian. Was it Marco Fabian? It was no, someone offside. Uh, let me go back. I have the app open. I should always look at it because I have it right here with me. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, it is um, this out. I think, yeah. No, uh, Marco, Marco Fabian. Dario Lescano was the one that scored. Oh, yeah. Dario Lescano. Uh, which was a, he was a pretty much a constant, constant trouble for our, for our defense. Yeah, no, he he was he was pretty. He had a pretty solid night. Um, but did you think it was offside? First of all, because I I know a lot of people are saying, "Wait a minute!" And then I saw the broadcast say it too. Did yeah. you think it was offside? Well, I think he was. I think he was. But you know, I couldn't see a clear angle. It was, the angle was like a little bit to the side. So with that angle, I did think he was offside. But nothing so clear, and um, <laughs> we didn't get it. We didn't see any instant replays with. With more with anything clearer than that, so I mean, for what I saw, yeah, I think he was offside. Yeah, because it kind of looked offside, and even uh, the Fox about this broadcast, they're like, are is they gonna check? Like, you know, if if mm-hmm. the referee was gonna go to VAR to check it, just to to double check and make sure you know it was the right call. But I guess he was confident in in his decision, mm-hmm. or or the linesmen's were were also confident in saying, hey, this is this is a good goal. It's not offside. So uh, they didn't even go to VAR. So, uh, yeah, it was one nothing. I, at that point, what, what were you thinking, Pat? Because I was kind of frustrated because I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, all those three missed opportunities from yeah. from Funes Mori were were before that goal, and it's obviously that 
it's just the tale of Monterrey uh, this uh, Guardiana season where they'll generate a lot of chances. Some, you know, some of the scoring opportunities either hit the post, go wide, they just don't find the back of the net, and then the opponent somehow either, whether it's a sloppy play that, that ends up a goal, but either way ends up a goal and, and, and they end up, you know, falling behind. So what, what did you make of that? Uh, again, Monterrey falling, you know, one nothing uh, behind Juarez. Yeah, it felt like it felt like um, like the typical game. I actually was thinking about what we talked about last podcast, where we kind of we we asked ourselves, what do we think the result will be? And uh, I was pretty confident with saying it was it, sh- it should be like a Toluca game, you know, where we confidently win and and, and keep going. And uh, you know, before the the Rayados goals, I was thinking like, come on, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm making myself look bad with my comments in the last podcast. But no, and just it, when Funes Mori starts missing, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is how it's gonna go. And then Akilova wasn't to be seen in that first half. Funes Mori was missing. I couldn't see anything like super clear in the sense of I I didn't know where the opportunities could come from. And and Mohamed spoke about it in in the um, halftime kind of press conference i guess they do or not press conference but the little mix zone yeah it's like a little like i don't know if you if you, i'm pretty sure everybody that watched like the nba when when yeah. the, the sideline yeah. reporters goes to like uh the, the the coach right during like the the like what is it the break the like, yeah before the, yeah when the quarter starts when the you know before the quarter is about to start they'll they'll replay you know they'll replay that little two three minute interview so i think that's what it's kind of like like boom we'll give you um, in that in that halftime, we'll give you a two or one minute interview where he'll answer two or three questions. Yeah, so that and Turco said, you know, we're, the only thing we're missing is our players scoring the goal, like he's always said. And uh, and, and apart from that, he didn't say much. Uh, he remained with Akilova on the pitch because I I I actually thought that Akilova was gonna come off in the first 45, yeah. like in the halftime. What did you make which, of his first half performance before we get into the second half performance, which is well, really, really great. What did you make in that first half before, you know? I didn't see much. I mean, uh, really, I, I, if I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember right now any special type of play or anything. But yeah, nah, he, he was just invisible. He was just yeah. out. He was just a body because I seen his average positioning. If you go to the Sofa Score yeah. app, I really recommend it. If you just want to look. That's pretty cool. Um, uh, where players spending most of his, I guess, time, I guess you want to say it like that, um, out on the pitch, it gives you like his average positioning, and he was he was in the midfield. <laughs> if you go back <laughs> look in that first half, I tweeted it out. He was mostly in the midfield. He was. If I didn't tell you he was a striker or a forward, exactly, you wouldn't even know. You know, you wouldn't even notice. But you know, he's he's a forward. To see him more out in the midfield, that's kind of it was worrisome. It's like, come on, man! Like this is your opportunity. You're not going to get many of them. You got to make the most of it, because I think Dorlan Pavon was even more up front. Like Dorlan Pavon was like, it, it, again, if if nobody told you what the positions were, and you just look at the average positioning, you would have thought number eight was a striker and number seven was a striker because they were <laughs> up front, and number ten was closer to the midfield. But yeah, he was he was just another body out there, and I thought, man, it's it's this is going to be his opportunity that's going to get blown away or you know he's going to blow this opportunity um but he didn't uh in that second half something clicked i don't know if somebody talked to him or his, the nerves calmed down or what have you because like you said i thought he was going to get subbed out for maximus i thought maybe give him mm-hmm. five ten minutes uh but it but he didn't 
he 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 got the two goals, but but let's break it down. The first goal or or his his yeah before his first goal, did you see anything that kind of made you think okay this guy doesn't have the nerves? The guy um, kind of he he's starting to find himself because I there were I thought he would because I thought maybe Turco would give him like a minute or, minute not a minute but like ten minutes fifteen minutes to see if he could you know figure it out. And I think he did. I think in those 15 minutes, I gotta double check again. Um, but in those, um, but in that, I think yeah, he scored. He ended up scoring that. Uh, yeah, in that in the 50 the 50th minute mark, I should say, uh, he got the first goal. Um, that the Wakanda Forever, you know, little yeah, that was pretty cool. uh, crossed arms by, uh, which is made famous by Chadwick Boseman in the the movie Black Panther. If pretty sure everybody knows who Chadwick Boseman is. Uh, he passed away from colon cancer on Friday night. Um, and then Akilova got the second goal. <laughs> and I think yep. it was just like a, like the chest. Like he didn't even, like it wasn't a header, it wasn't a light. Like he just stuck out his chest and, and you know, directed the ball in. Uh, but what did you make of his second half performance? Did you, how long of a leash were you willing to give him, you know, entering that second half? Because I was like, I was like many people. If you see Twitter uh, during halftime, a lot of people are like, you know, take him off because, He's just he's he's just out there. He's just 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 floating there, and then just another body. But what what did you make, or, or I should say, what did you think of his, uh, or or I should say, how long of a leash did, would, were you willing to give him before you you thought maybe hey Turco needs to sub him out? Yeah, I'm glad that he stayed because, you know, it's rare the opportunity that Akeloa is gonna get, especially when Jansen is back. So I'm glad that he he stuck with him, and that he had, he got injured at the end. So that's why he got subbed off. Um, I don't know if Turco was gonna sub him off anyway, but I like that he left him. And Turco has been shown that he's willing to play with the two striker formation, and it's important. I guess this is my opinion. I don't know if that's a plan or whatever, but it's important to to have Funes Mori in this case was playing with another striker. The most as possible because I, I think if he would have removed uh, Akelova, it would have been Maximus and Maximus. I wouldn't have been in that two forward formation. He would have been a little bit more to the side or maybe a little bit back. And Funes Mori will be back to his um, lone striker formation, which is fine because he's well. He does well there. But next game when Jansen is back, they'll play two two men in the, up top. So I'm I'm glad that he 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 stuck with his guns. Uh, Turco, I think it was also premature if you took him out at the 45th minute. So it ended up being looking good for for Turco, but he shouldn't have subbed them off anyway, even though he was invisible. So good for for Turco and for Akelova. I mean, two goals not not uh, not the easiest task, especially two goals to come back and score in a yeah in a result. And uh, big for him because you see, I, this was one of the best things I saw when Akilova scores. In the first goal, I saw Funes Mori obviously loving him, you know, doing the celebration with him. Everybody came with him, hugged him and everything. And then the second goal, again, everybody goes with him. And then I see Dorlan Pabon kind of like, you know, um, saying something like, I didn't, couldn't read his lips, but he was like, body language was like, yeah, man, good job. Let's keep going, keep going, keep going. So, that's pretty good to see, especially from the from the leaders of this of this squad to to help uh, Akilova, who hasn't been bad, who just hasn't played minutes, you know, 
yeah. hasn't had the opportunity. So good for him going forward. And it doesn't help though. that he's an he's a foreign player, you know. So there's a limit mm-hmm. on them. So you can't. And and we'll get into it a little bit later. Just uh, you know what Rayalos decides to do when they take on Cholos. But um, uh, the 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 two goals um came courtesy of uh or not the two goals but like the the assist came courtesy of uh Rogelio Funes Mori who again they didn't find the score sheet but he did make himself effective in other ways like you said earlier and and were and you know he got the two assists and if you look at his sofa score rating it's an 8.1 so yeah it's a, I, I guess you know you got to take it with a grain of salt he's doing work in other areas uh, even though he's not finding the back of the net, um, what what did you make of his uh, overall performance? Because I think I know a striker doesn't want to assist, and he wants to regain his confidence. But at least having a good form maybe kind of helps with that. Like it helps, starts developing some type of confidence. Obviously, he wants to see the ball in the back of the net. Uh, but do you think that helps him out a little bit, just having to assist, having a good game, even though uh, he didn't score? Yeah, it does. I think it does. I think it should. I mean, he was important to give two goals to the other forward. I get it. Obviously, you want to score. You always want to score. But, you know, Turco and the team and the fans should really value Funes Mori's performance with what he was able to create. Maybe if it was Jensen instead of Funes Mori, he would have also been able to assist. But it was Funes Mori. He had the opportunity to do that, and he did. Uh, obviously, a goal gives you way more confidence, and obviously, a goal gives you the instant gratification from the from your teammates there in the pitch and from the fans on Twitter. But if you look at it objectively if, if through the week, you know, Mohamed and the forwards talk, with Aldo Inigris as the assistant coach, they know the impact, the good impact that Funes Mori has been doing for this team. So, um, yeah, I, think, I, I get it. I get it. You know, he did miss a lot of opportunities, and, and that's something to obviously keep an eye on. But if he was able to kind of, you know, you balance things out, maybe he's not scoring, but, but he's assisting, then okay, it's fine. <laughs> that's a good uh, little trade off. So I'm not mad at his performance, that's for sure. Yeah, I think. <sighs> Even if it's an ugly goal, I think even if it's an ugly goal, he just needs to find that, you know, he just needs to see the ball yeah. go in the back of the net and then he'll be fine. If, I don't know, maybe maybe if Monterrey is winning against Cholos and they have a penalty penalty kick, maybe Nico can hand it to Funes Mori and, and have him take it just because, like I said, for the psyche of a striker or a goal scorer, you got to just see the, the ball go in the back of the net. Like, you just, just I know like, I'm not a psychologist, but I know a lot of people... Or a lot of analysts, I should say, say that strikers they just when they're going through a cold streak, they just need to see the ball visually going back of the net, and and mm-hmm. that just gains the confidence that hey, okay, one one went in, I think I can start putting them, you know, multiple in the back of the net. But but we'll see. He had a good game, uh, regardless uh, of he what could people do, say. Uh, he could do a little bit of what Jensen did in in his time when he wanted a penalty from Nico against Santos in the quarterfinals. Yeah, he could just do that. Like, give me the ball, I got this. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, kind of finish with this hot streak or cold streak in this yeah. case. Um, let's see, who else stood out to you in this game? Uh, I think we can go overall because um, obviously Akilova was the star of the of the of the of the match, I'd to say. Uh, but who else? Maybe that that went under the under the uh, under the weather that 
under the radar, I should say, uh, for you yeah. that you said, hey, you know what? This, this, this guy quietly had a really good game. I mean, I, I, in the back line or in the defense, I, I could also give another kind of shout out to Hugo Gonzalez. He had a good little performance. Nothing way out of this world, nothing very special, but good performance. And then uh, Sebastian Vegas. Uh, he wasn't, he, had a, he didn't have the great overall performance, but he, did, he was very special in some moments. He was very impactful yeah. in some concrete moments. So that's important as well, because especially comparing him to Nico Sanchez, who's not greatest at defending, we finally have someone that can do that very well. Yeah, he won um he won half of his ground duels, um oh, and then yeah. one for one on the on the air. Um he could imp- I, I think that's something I would like to see him improve. Just when the majority of his ground duels he's he's always going uh fifty percent or a little bit better. But I like to mm-hmm. him consistently win those ground duels because um, there was this it, that instance. I think on this, it was in the first half where and I and I and I uh, sent out the the video uh, where uh, I'm not sure who it was for Juarez, but they're in the box and and Vegas can you know he can throw a, throw a tackle without committing a you know a foul and and it leading to a penalty. So that's what I like about him. I like that he can he can dispossess the ball without committing too much fouls and that's what's really good about him and i think he's like i think he's getting better and better every week uh i still think there's like another level to him and this is he's i think this is his i think this is what you can expect from him but i know he has like another level that he can reach and i'm hoping he he does that um uh in the midfield pat um what did you make of the midfield uh because it consisted of uh I think Gallardo had a subpar game, like what yeah. I expect from him, what I expect from him, because I think he's, he's only, he's, and I, I, like I tweeted out last week, he's one of the more underrated players in the league, I mean, sure. in my opinion, nobody talks about him that much, and nobody talks about him maybe going to Europe one day or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, I think he had a, he had an okay game, which isn't bad or anything. Exactly, but, it's not like a bad know. game, but it was not up to his up to his standards. Yeah, what he's starting to like show now, and, and yeah, and so, um, Charlie again. And the, no, go Charlie, ahead. Charlie, Charlie, I, I was gonna say Charlie and Celso were average as well. I mean, I don't know. I I didn't see much of, from them. Uh, nothing that special. But Dorlan Bowen, I liked. Dorlan Bowen, yeah. another one I liked. He yeah. he. I don't know. Dorlan is is a weird. He had one, five I guess. key passes. I'm looking at his stat That's... line. Five key passes. <laughs> That's a complicated number to get to, and he gets to him regularly right, to this type of number. Like, he creates a lot of chances. As, like, Jesus Gallardo does. Maybe Gallardo, and I don't you, know if, if Gallardo created that, those many key passes. Well, no, he created zero, but that's because he was a self-part performance. But Dorlan gets to those numbers regularly, and that's pretty impressive. I was gonna say, you know what I like too, and then I kind of, I, I, I started noticing this, I think after he got benched, but he's not doing like twenty or so crosses in a game. Yeah, like, he's doing a little he, less. he he's he's I think between seven and usually maybe twelve or fifteen. Like fifteen might seem like a lot to people, but when you consider how many Dorlan would do, that's a little bit. Like that's a little bit, and and it's still not effective. But I like that he's starting to attack through the middle, trying to you know find the passing lanes and, and, and passing lanes. But, through the ground i mean like yeah. a normal human human being he yeah. I, for some reason i mean he's he's not a young player he's uh 32 
and it's, he's kind of showing maturity uh, at this age, which is good. I mean, or maybe he just got the he got the he got the 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 memo, the memo, or no, he got the the what is it the the signal or whatever you want to call it from Turco when he got benched. He's like, he okay, like I gotta I gotta improve my play. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and we saw it in that game against the Cox. So he came out the bench, scored a golazo. And yeah. like the last couple of games, you know, since that benching, he's been pretty. He's been pretty good. And I know there's a lot of people that have their moments with him, but I think he's been he's been really good. And then he got subbed off today, and he he wasn't happy. I mean, it's not that he wasn't happy with Turco or with any. I think he wasn't happy with his performance, which also speaks volumes to me because he had a good performance. Um, you know, but he's a competitor. He likes to be there 90 minutes of every game and, and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. <laughs> if somebody's consistent with with their efforts, it's Darla Bowen. Um, but I, I like that from him, especially also because people like Maxi Mesa are trying to are, are having some good performances. And uh, Akelova, who maybe not replace, who maybe they don't replace him directly, but, you know, Mohamed can switch things up for Dorland to go in the bench and for these players to go inside the pitch. So Dorland needs to step up the game, his game, and he is. Um, so it's good news, good news all around from, from this game. We can we can also obviously see some negatives, but I think it was a very positive game in a lot of senses. Um, so I'm looking at the substitutes. Not not a lot of impact. Some some of them had their moments. I mean, we, I tweeted out the, the Maxime Messa gift, but when you look at the subs, Miguel Ayun, out of the bunch, probably had the most impact. But it, I like that you're getting impact players that can make that can have some type of, you know, effect on the on the match. Like I don't remember. I don't. Know, I think it was the match against Pumas or or Leon where it's like a bunch of young players and Ponchito Gonzalez and Jonathan Gonzalez, and it's like, yeah, a lot of them aren't going to make an impact in this game, and it's just somehow they're going to have to dig deep. But at least in this one, you had. Um, Maximas and, and Miguel Ayun who can give you something offensively and then Granavita can help uh, stabilize the midfield so you got you know three quality subs uh, yeah, I think Jonathan Gonzalez came in and I think that was it if I'm not mistaken yeah that was it for four yeah, subs made. It. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else stick out to you Pat uh, over the, the 90 minutes um, and I think I, I can ask you this uh, who Aviles, right now, Aviles is hurt, so that's one player. When it comes to foreign players, that can be subbed out, or you know, you know, he can be sent to the to the press box. But now, when you look at Akilova, he put in a really good performance. Who joins Aviles right now? And then when he comes back, he comes even it becomes even more difficult. What do you think happens there? <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll have to wait and see Akilova's um, injury if it's an actual long injury, or, just, or is it just precaution? But that's a very good question. That's a very good question. It's complicated because you have people like Maxi Mesa, who's performing well, uh, but coming from the bench. Craneviter, who's who came from the bench today. Then maybe Celso Ortiz. Then this is kind of the options that that, that Mohamed has to throw. Not even on the bench, just just out of the game completely. Um, but what about? I don't know. What if what if he goes crazy and and just puts Nico Sanchez out of there and gets Sebastian Vegas and the center back and puts Jesus Gallardo left back? I mean, that's 
pretty much the most logical one for me because I don't think Nico Sanchez had a great game today, and he hasn't for a while. But uh, that seems a logical one. But that's a very complicated question. I mean, the reality is there's because Jansen Jansen can't go there. You know, it's very hard. I hate it's this. I hate this hard. I really hate this role. I, I this is really... why. This is go. why you know it's great the amount of great players that we have, but it's like come on, what the like? How do you fit this whole thing in? But it's a good problem to have, obviously. Yeah. But if and somebody like, goes, and it's not like we don't have like really quality Mexican players too. So it's like yeah. we have the both of be- you know we have the you know we have the best of both worlds. Like we have Gallardo, Charlie, even though he's struggling. You have uh, Cesar Montes. Um, even I guess he could throw in Jonathan Gonzalez. He can be quality off the bench. Uh, and then you have youngsters that might be something in, in Alvarado and maybe Parra. But still, I mean, I just really hate this role because it just complicates everything. It's like, I know, man, we can have quality players coming off the bench to give you something when, when you know, the, the starting 11 or the initial starting 11 aren't giving you anything. So uh, we'll have to see what, what happens. I think I'm looking forward to seeing what the what Turco says during the week because that's going to be a question that comes up uh, when they face Charles. I wouldn't Charles. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised knowing Turco if he just decides with Jensen. Just like a double suspension just because I don't, I don't know I have a f- bad feeling with Turco and Jensen I I think I mean it, it'll be easier when there's injuries because it yeah. makes it, it's it's a lot simpler like obviously they're hurt and they can't play but when everybody's fit then yeah man that, 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 that that's even more difficult decision uh, we'll have to wait and see for Akiloa's um, injury because if not it, it'll probably be him yeah, uh, even if it's like a three-day thing, just to recover, he'll just send him up. There. Yeah, I think he'll probably do that. Depending, I, I think he'll probably use that. He'll probably use that. here's a rest. Um, yeah. Uh, we're going on my thirty minutes, Pat. Anything else you wanted to add to uh to it uh before we wrap this up? Uh, I know it's pretty late. Uh, it's already going to be one a.m. But anything else you wanted <laughs> to add uh in this uh quick uh conversation that we're having after the game? Um, not much. Um, not much. Really, I, I like seeing some of the names. I like our depth chart. We were just talking about it. Some of the young guys we have on the bench, they look really, they're they look really good. Um, I like Hugo Gonzalez being consistent. I like most of our players being consistent. And I want to shout out to Sarmantes for what he did there at the end. You know, putting his literal life or not his life but future generations yeah i was about to say future generation or family jewels <laughs> yeah. yeah man that was crazy so shout out to him for that because he really maybe maybe saved us from a, a tying goal against juarez yeah, <laughs> that's what he disaster because th- these are teams you should be like no offense to juarez but juarez is a team that they should be beating like they yeah. shouldn't be tying they shouldn't be losing to them this is a team that they should be um and and we'll see what happens against Cholos. Um, uh, let me just add. Yeah, so they, Cholos. They uh, play on on Saturday, I believe it's the fourth, right? Um, I think that's. I got to look at the calendar. Um, and 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 before or after. Oh no, it's a Friday. Game. Actually, it's a Friday. Um, Friday Friday night. That's just weird. I hate those Friday night games because I have to rush from work. Um, because yeah. it's a five p.m. Pacific time and uh, yeah. seven p.m. Central. And 8 p.m. Eastern, so it's going to be an yeah, 8 p.m. Yeah, it's not that bad. No, I have to 
make make an make an excuse and try to leave like ten minutes early or fifteen minutes early. Um. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then we have um, then we have um, Atlas. They're in Pachuca. Then San they can East. really get on a roll. Yeah, like, exactly. They can, these are the team. teams that they should be like the Cholos. Um, let me look. At, I don't they know haven't really stand. looked great. They, they haven't today. looked great. Uh, offensively, they look good. But defensively, they've looked really bad. Like, yeah, and that's I think that was the issue with Cholos coming into the to the Guardianes meet is that they raided um, Querétaro of all their offensive players. But I'm guessing they didn't like any other defensive players, and and they didn't even add quality defensive yeah. players <laughs> to improve because they're good off. You know that that's the thing. They're they're good offensively, and and I like Pablo Guerre, uh, but. Uh, they can really, if if Monterrey is on their game, they can really expose them defensively. They can, they can really take advantage of that because they're they're just not that good defensively. And I think they're in fourth. Uh, what is it? Fourteenth place. Yeah, fourteen of eighteen. Yeah, they struggle. They struggle against Pumas uh, today when we're recording. And and this little, that's uh, four games: the Cholos, Atlas, Pachuca, and the San Luis games. That's four games before Tigres. So it's a really great moment to really get. Get get it going. So when you face Tigres at the in the twelfth uh, jornada, in the twelfth week of this tournament, you know we're in a good pace. We're in good moments because even though it's it maybe Tigres is also struggling, but you know it's a it's a classic when you gotta win. Yeah, it. and and you got uh, Cholos again too in the Copa Mekis, um the two like final. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So September's gonna be really busy. So uh, we'll see how that works out, but um. Uh, anything else, Pat? Uh, anything you're working on? Anything where people can find you? Uh, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Tsunami Peaks in Twitter. Follow obviously the Rayal Ninety Twitter account, uh, and then the same MLS MLS calling it MLS games in, in radio. Apparently, maybe we might be able to get a couple of uh, Liga Mekis games as well. So, and and I know Rayal's gets um called in that radio station so hopefully i'm crossing my fingers that they they give us rayales one day and that would be just crazy to call a, a rayales game so looking forward to that hopefully but apart from that nothing much Um just excited that rayales really you know hasn't lost in 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 well since week two of this tournament I yeah they haven't they only, they've only lost with considering how much people were even everyone else were upset They've only really lost one game this uh yeah. I, I think one through eight I, weeks I, now. It was in the second week against Leon, and then we had like three draws in a row, which I get it, it's frustrating, but you know. Um against America, against Juarez now we we we, we won. So hopefully this and, and with this new or not new, but this uh four weeks we can get a little good streak to to, to finish off the season. Yeah, and this four four two is looking like it's the yeah. It's looking like it's the formation they're gonna go with. So, um, but yeah, follow like like Pat said, follow the Rayados ninety account right now. It's at uh three thousand seven hundred thirty followers. So we're under three hundred away from four thousand. So hopefully we can get there by the end of the season. Um, follow you know whether you listen to us on Spotify, follow follow us on Spotify. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, make sure to subscribe, give five stars. That helps. Um, all that good stuff, uh, just because it becomes easier to find. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's about it for Pat. I'm Eddie. Thanks for listening.
Well guys, welcome to another segment of Rumpus here in Royals 90 podcast. Um it's it's amazing how in a matter of a of a week things can change so much, right? Um the last last weekend we were discussing um, the win against against America and hoping that we could do a a well a fairly good game against against Bravos and uh, well apparently well it wasn't really a, a good game so to speak but it was a good result so I always gonna prefer uh, to improve while you're winning while you're getting w's then try to improve when you're losing right because it's, it's much easier to find your your weak spots and work on them when you have the confidence of the of the w uh, alongside of you so uh, it, it's a it's a different note this week right now we're on fourth place we would be qualifying directly to the Liguilla so we would be in the top four waiting for the the other teams to to have their KO games so at this moment we would be on the on the semifinals um, I'm sorry on the quarterfinals um, so it's 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 a great um, a great result nonetheless um, Mohamed had a had a bit of a a pickle because um, Jansen wasn't forgiven for his red card, so he was obligated to choose Akeloba, um, trying to keep that four four two formation um, going because he could have just. Uh, Maxi with Dorland and and Funes trying to do this four three four one two uh, four one two two one, but he he rather kept the the, the same formation which I applaud. Um, and Akelova delivers. He he was scoring goals with the under twenty team and. Uh, he got his chance um, here in Monterey um, on Arthurth, so it was it was a good game. Well, not not a good game. It was a good second half for Akeloba. The the I think it was twenty minutes that, that he had two chances and and basically scored and uh, everybody. Well, not everybody. I'm not gonna. Make the same mistake that a lot of Twitter guys did, that which say everybody was saying to 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 to, to substitute Akelova for whoever. At least I didn't say it, so that's not everybody. <laughs> and a lot of people that I follow and follow me didn't say that. So just just because you said it, don't doesn't mean that everybody said it. So I was thinking more of. Having Funes Mori substituted because he missed at least four chances in a row, 
and the first half for clear chances. Let's say that the last two were not that clear. One was a rebound. He tried to do a cross and got deflected towards the 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 goal and almost got in. But he had three three really clear chances. I mean, he missed one. The first one almost two meters away from the goal. Then another one where he he kind of struggled with the defender for the for the ball, and then won the ball. Then start going towards the goal and really had a awful kick then another one where there was no goalkeeper and he basically his 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 uh his shot was to the post and that one that that was a uh, he he was trying to find Akelova and uh got deflected and almost uh went in the the one that he won the battle against the defender, the Juarez defender. He had Akelova really, really in front of him, alone. Nobody was with him. So he could have just given him the ball. But he didn't and missed the, the chance. That's the... For, for the good or for the better or for whatever you want to call it, uh, that's Funes Mori. He's going to give you one or two great games, then he's going to be lost for four or five games. That's the way he is. Um, if it wasn't like that, he would be definitely he would be top scorer in Europe. Because chances he has a lot. He's, he's always good at... At losing his, his his defenders, he's always good at at, at that at, at um, being alone in the in the penalty box area. Um, he's always good to when when he when it comes to to battle for the ball uh, in the air. Uh, he's good receiving the ball. He's good having other players. Uh, get the ball but when it comes to the definition when it comes to scoring I think that his percentage must be at least one out of every seven eight chances um, that means at least the last year and a half that's the way he has been that means that if he has today 108 goals, which is not bad, he should have, well, I'm not going to say 800 goals, right? Which is would be the, the math. But he should have, by now, at least another 20. At least. Throughout the, the his entire tenure with Rayados. This is something that, that Funes Mori always does so it's not surprising but that doesn't mean that we're okay with it we're gonna criticize every single player that doesn't deliver when when we faced Pumas there on, on Sierra Mexico him and Jansen missed two clear chances each 
and we came down on him, on both of them. So when when Maxi Mesa didn't perform well, we were at him. So I don't see the reason why we're not supposed to speak on on Funes Mori's bad streak. I saw a lot of people on Twitter defending him, creating all these all these um, excuses for him. Uh, saying that that, that uh, if if the because the ball on the first attempt the ball was too high then the probability of him scoring was 0.08% some things like that crazy things like that I mean it, it could be the case but that that's just sparing Funes Mori from what he deserves which is to be criticized at the moment I don't see him being uh, tackled by the critics I don't see him being down for it I don't see him I think he's he has understand he has the understanding by now that 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 people is gonna talk no matter what you do before he scored two goals in the last final against America we all criticized that from him that he wasn't uh, present during the finals against Pachuca and Tigres uh, Liga Finals or, of course then on, on Conca Champions League he wasn't there in the scoreboard so mm, it's pretty logical that that after all of that when he scored we obviously cheer for him and we obviously applaud him but the facts are the facts and the facts says that he has only scored two goals in seven eight finals so he has to deliver more and again he scored two goals against Toluca five games ago and it's not like he hasn't had chances that's that's my main issue that if if he wasn't getting those chances well then I would say it's not Funes Mori uh, the team is not getting the ball to him but the team is actually doing a really good job when it comes to assists we have seen the statistics when it comes to key passes most of those key passes go to Funes Mori whether it's Dorland, Maxi, even Jansen or, or Gallardo whoever, name him almost all of their he passes are going to Funes Mori so he has had those chances so it's normal for us to crit criticize what it is that we think that he can improve and it's not a matter of of luck or, or, or something like that it's just a matter of technique at least the last three games the, the chances that he has missed it's more so of a technique issue which is I'm not saying he has no technique but I'm saying that he's not uh, making the right choice when it comes to to, to take the final step towards the, the goal either he's too slow or he's too fast either he goes with the right leg when he's with the left uh, he tries to do a, a, a header when he can just just uh i don't know uh you you get my point right he tries to to grab the ball with with the chest and, and, and instead of doing a header that's 
what I was trying to say. So he's he's basically making bad decisions which lead to a bad technique issue because when your decision is not the best then you're gonna struggle to convert that into a goal so it is what it is um i i sincerely hope that the phone is modifying the, the right path um i think he's gonna do so i think that he's gonna uh, as soon as he score one goal he's gonna have at least another two right away and then he's gonna go into another streak of, of not scoring that's that's who he is that's who he is it's not good it's not bad that's just how Funes Mori finds himself uh, most comfortable with in, in, in his in his own skin so to speak he's gonna he's gonna do a couple of goals then he's gonna miss three four five chances then he's gonna score another goal so that that's just how we know him and uh, the good thing right now is that the other oh, I'm sorry uh, the other players are getting towards the goal whether it's Rico Sanchez or even Akelova um, Dorland the other guys are are, are taken up for the team um, but I, I sincerely think that Funes Mori is gonna have at least 10 goals this, this season because um, statistics shows that he has a lot of chances so as soon as he starts to even the percentage of actually scoring against the opportunities created if he if he scores 50% of the chances he will have from here on out he's gonna end up with 10 12 goals at least he has two right now and we're on I think is uh, the the Jornada. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm recording this really late. <laughs> uh, um, on a, on a Monday after the, the game, uh, game was on Sunday, so obviously we all uh, the game ended up ended at 11 and some change p.m. So for us that are going back to the office or to school or to whatever you may do, it was kind of hard because you have to get up in the morning and you're losing a lot of sleep so well that that was just a, a sign note right um well so that that's just uh, my piece on funes mori i i hope that he starts to gain that trust again i really believe that as soon as he has one goal he's gonna do a couple more and uh obviously I wouldn't bench him at all because it's not just that he he showed that when he plays for the team he's an amazing amazing player uh, yesterday 
in the second half he played for the team he had uh, Akilova having a, a few chances it was really sad that Akilova got injured I really don't know how much time he's going to be out um, even so I don't think he's going to play Jansen is going to be in the starting 11 we all know that and if Jansen is there Akilova obviously is going to go to the to the stands he's not even going to be on the bench uh, Maxi Mesa is, is, is doing really good as a, as a substitute um, he changes the face of the team offensively and he has a lot a lot of disposition when it comes to defend so I'm really liking him he's going up again on his level like he did the the, the tournament that got cancelled he was being the best player in the team I see Charlie Rodriguez trying trying to be himself I saw a, a better Charlie Rodriguez this game but I'm not seeing the one that we all know um, Medina he has been great since he got back here and uh, obviously you have to you have to pay respects when he's doing Sebastian Vegas has confirmed that it was everything that management did to bring him it was necessary to do whatever they did they had to do that because my god is he a good player a great player right now he's playing on the left side on the left back position which i don't think is the best for him i think that as a center back on the right, on the left side he's going to be better whenever Mohamed decides to bench Nico or Montes I wouldn't bench Montes I would bench Nico but then you have the situation with the penalty kicks which I much rather have Funes Mori or Dorlan or whoever it's time for the strikers to gain that trust back it's time for them we all know what happened on, on that I think it was 2018 something like that when when everybody missed the penalty but but dude it's time to to get that trust to get that confidence back so I would I would bench Nico and have Funes money have all the penalties whether he misses or not I don't care I would give him to him because he's a striker he should do so or even Pavon Pavon has been the official uh, penalty kick shooter for at least he was for a year and he missed about two or three penalties but that's okay because he, he scored about eight or nine so when it comes to even the, the things up obviously the percentage is gonna be good so you're gonna miss Nico also has missed penalties so it's time for for the strikers to claim that position back uh, that's what I think at least uh, but uh, I was saying that uh, about Sebastian Vegas is a monster he's he did one play that was amazing when Maxi Mesa did a header that hit the post and then just bounced on the goal line without going in 
Then Vasquez Mellado, the goalkeeper for Bravos, grabbed the ball and, and start this counter-attack really fast in Vegas. He was losing the race, but the, the I think it was Lascano. I think he was him, him the striker from Juarez, that he, he tried to do a dribble, lo lost one or two times, and then Vegas just redid himself and and, and 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 got the ball from him it was an amazing play it was really fast it was really good we were 2-1 up so that would have mean the 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 two two draw so it was an amazing play it was an amazing play i'm liking also Lajun as a substitute um good thing about this tournament is you have five substitutions so Mohamed is, is, is taking advantage of that. It's amazing to see how Dorla Pavon goes out and then Maximesa goes in. Akelova goes out and then um, uh, who got in for... I think that Maxi got in for for, for Akelova. And uh, Dorlan for Layung for Dorlan. Then you have the options obviously Jansen, you have Craneviter, you have he, he took out Celso Ortiz and then Craneviter uh, went in which he's he's playing good, he's playing really good not a lot of people can see that because he's kind of like Celso, he's, he's, he does he does this job uh, that, that doesn't shine much when it comes to, to football but to those who appreciate that we have a lot of fun watching players like Craneviter and Celso Ortiz. Even Jonathan Gonzalez did a good job. We have a lot of fun watching those type of players that do the dirty work um, and and just get the ball for the for the offensive line to attack. Um, I think we suffer a little bit more than when it was necessary. But again, the good thing was the result. To win these two last games, it's amazing for it's a, a amazing confidence boost. And now we're gonna face Tijuana on Friday. I think we're gonna get the W. I really think so. Jansen is gonna be in again. Uh, we have the entire team ready to go. Um, at least as of today, we haven't had any COVID. Uh, um, players, uh, players. We haven't had any players positive for COVID nineteen at least this week, and uh, that's 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 amazing. That's that's good. Um, I don't see Ponchito Gonzalez playing anymore, <laughs> unless the circumstances uh, go in his favor. I don't think he has a room in this team. Not even. Let's say that you have 11 starters and five substitutions. That's uh, 16 players. I don't see him amongst those 16 players. Uh, him and a couple more guys. Um, so well, that's pretty much the the how I saw the the, the game. How I see Funes Mori's situation, and well. I'm just gonna have to say this. I think that we won. We won, spite 
having El Turco Mohammed not because we have El Turco Mohammed. I don't see his hand on on things other than the substitution. So I'm just gonna leave it like that. Not gonna create any more um, back and forth with anybody. That's just how I think. So well, thank you to all my rompistas. Ten point ten ten point three k on Twitter at rompas is back. Uh, shouts out to Pat, to Eddie, to everybody who listens, shares, comments, rates, everything you guys do is amazing for this uh, uh, Royales United podcast, number one podcast for Royales in English. Thank you, and we talk next week. Uh-huh.